0: The brutal and evil Russian onslaught against Ukraine continues to develop and Joe Biden uses his State of the Union speech to lie to the American people and ignore the litany of issues currently facing the nation. I'm John Profit and this is the John Profit show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for for tuning in. We really do appreciate your support. Uh, so, as I mentioned in the intro, the attack uh, raging for the last seven days against uh, Ukraine by these Russian forces is continuing, and unfortunately, of course, it is worsening. It looks like most of the destruction and terror is coming from the skies. The bombardments are getting um, are getting very, very aggressive, and you know they're really ramping them up. Many, many, many civilians. Many military people on the Ukrainian side are dying. Many Russians are dying as well. Really, really unfortunate situation, bloody situation over there. And it's only getting worse. But again, like I said, it's all coming from the the, the, the air raids, the bombardments, and, and things along those lines. The ground forces, while they are significant and are amassing outside of Kiev, probably about 15 to 19 miles outside of Kiev, or Kiev, I should say, they are not uh, advancing. They are north of the capital and I mean, the forces on the ground are moving pretty well in the southern region, still uh, seeing much more pushback than they were anticipating. And really have, uh, you know, Putin is very angry with how slow uh, the how the progress is going. And it looks like they're going to be able to um, at least keep control of Ukraine for another day, uh, even though they are moving forward. Uh, so I'm going to go through all the, the updates regarding Ukraine. We're also going to talk about Joe Biden's State of the Union speech, which was actually was an absolute Um, garbled jumble of uh, nonsense and lies. We're going to get to all that first, but I obviously want to start with Ukraine and the updates there. Russian forces have increased their attacks on crowded Ukraine urban areas, including bombing a TV tower in the capital of Kiev and, of course, continued chilling in Kharkiv, which is where... A lot of the a lot of the violence is really taking place there in Kharkiv, the second largest city uh, there in the northeast part of Ukraine, just outside, uh, really just right on the border of Russia. That is was thought to be a uh, a very sympathetic. Uh, city towards Russia. That is not proven to be the case. They're really having to ratchet up the bombing there to try and take them out. It's not surprising that an airstrike on the, on Tuesday uh, targeted Kyiv's central TV broadcasting antenna, which temporarily knocked out broadcasting capabilities and left at least five people dead. As I mentioned, the deaths, the blood, you know, started the bodies are tr- starting to pile up. But a lot of it is coming from those air attacks because they just cannot penetrate those cities. Um, according to Ukrainian officials, Wednesday marks the seventh day of battling between the two nations I'm surprised that it's not a black hole there in Ukraine I thought they were going to try to knock out uh the these uh the broadcasting capabilities the internet abilities there So it's not surprising that they're they're targeting the the the, they didn't. It's not surprising that they targeted that antenna, uh, but looks like they still have access to uh, broadband. Looks like they still have access to internet, um, thanks to people like Elon Musk and thanks to the Ukrainian hackers that are 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 helping to uh, defend the infrastructure there. The destruction also extended to the Holocaust memorial site, Bobby Yar, in Kiev. Um, This quote. Ukrainian president to quote the Ukrainian president this is beyond humanity he said in a translation such missile strike means that for many russians our kyiv is absolute foreign they know nothing about our capital about our history they have orders to erase our history our country and all of us that uh, that holocaust memorial that is absolutely disgusting that he would target that but that is right up putin's alley he's a war criminal he doesn't care about hurting civilians or destroying history in fact he wants to destroy as the president said the ukrainian history because he doesn't believe you, Ukraine has a history separate from Russia. He believes it is a part of Russia. Over 30,000 Jews were de- were murdered on that side of that Holocaust memorial, so that's not going to inspire uh, faith or trust in Putin blowing up a Holocaust memorial. That 40-mile convoy of hundreds of Russian tanks and other vehicles is also continuing to advance slowly on Kyiv, moving very slowly. The reason it you know that's right there in the north where I told you they really have not been able to move it seems that in over the last 48 hours or really maybe even getting closer to 72 hours at this point they have not been able to move that those ground forces north of the capital almost at all um, maybe maybe a mile over the last three days but probably not even that much they really are not able to move very far uh, as I mentioned in Kharkiv, the second largest city, at least 21 people were killed and 112 are wounded by the shelling over the last day, according to the regional governor. A uh, regional police and intelligence headquarters was also struck. They basically blew up a uh, police station there in uh, Kharkiv. Like I said, it is getting really bloody. You're starting to really see the bodies pile up. Certainly more so on the uh, on the Russian side though, but there are a lot of civilians and and Ukrainian soldiers who are dying as well. It's only, and of course, it's only going to get worse. The total death toll from the fighting remains unclear. We're only getting certain reports. I always say when I when I try to say, uh, you know, we've seen reports of things like along those lines when I'm discussing this uh, this conflict because. We don't necessarily know exactly what's happening. We're only getting reports on the ground. So we are getting uh, reports and trying to go based off that but sometimes those don't actually turn out to be entirely true. Though you know, Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire is trying to argue that nothing coming out of Ukraine is true. That's just not the case. He's trying to say that many of the things coming out of there are lies, that people aren't actually taking up arms, aren't actually fighting, that the the president's not on the battlefield. Um, He can't actually point to any evidence of these things being lies. He just says he doesn't believe them. He doesn't believe the number of Russian dead. He doesn't believe XYZ. Always a cynic, but he doesn't have ed- any evidence to back this up. The only actual um, lie, or fib, or you know, m- miscommunication, or um, you, know, you, you know, you know, you uh, the- propaganda pushed by uh, the left, or I should say the Ukrainians, according to him. What I also think he could actually point to was that there was a Russian, I should say Ukrainian model who was going to to fight in the, in the front lines and she had an, uh, an air assault rifle, or, you know, airsoft rifle as opposed to an actual rifle. That's the only thing he could point to is actual misinformation coming out of Ukraine. So I do believe most of what's coming... Out of there, uh, they've estimated that more than 6,000 Russian soldiers have been captured or killed. Uh, that's a, almost a, a new, an additional 1,000 in the last day. Uh, the Ukrainians have also destroyed 211 tanks, 30 planes, 30 helicopters, 862 different armored vehicles, and 355 other vehicles. So the the Russians are taking a massive, massive hit from this. Uh, Putin is spending $15 billion a day on this war. And the Russians don't really have a ton of money. So the longer they can drag this out, the more uh, economic sanctions we can put on Russia. We, I would say we've ratcheted up to about 90% of what we can do to them economically. Uh, we've done. Um, as long as we continue to put that pressure on them, as long as the Ukrainians hold out, I don't know how long Putin can really uh, make this war last. The UN Human Rights Office says they had recorded 136 civilian deaths, including 13 children. The real toll is believed to be far higher. I would say you've seen probably... Five somewhere between. I mean, this is a pretty big gap. Five hundred to a thousand Ukrainians dead. I would say, I would, and I would imagine about half of those uh, are, are civilians. So the numbers are, are are very bad. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if we have a thousand five hundred to a thousand to 1,000 dead Ukrainians compared to the six thousand Russians. Very, very, becoming very, very bloody. Of course, the invading forces have also pressed their assault on other towns and cities, including the strategic ports of Odessa and Maripol in the south. They're having a, uh, they're having a lot of uh, ease f- taking control in the south and moving through the south because they have Crimea, which is right there, um, which is the southern part of Ukraine, which they, which Russia annexed back in 2014. So they were able to easily launch from that spot. They're also bringing in, um, they or they were able to bring in a lot of troops and forces. Th- through the Black Sea there on the southern part, not to mention the vast majority, the vast, vast majority of the Russian, or I should say the Ukrainian forces are in the east of Ukraine and are in the capitals of Kiev, Ky- and um, they're in Lviv, and, and they're also in Kharkiv. So there are really not a lot of forces there in the south, which makes sense that and... and, and uh, And Crimea really explained why they're maybe able to move quickly there, but they're still, like I said, moving pretty slowly. Um, The the Russian officials said Wednesday they are ready for second round of talks with Ukraine after holding the first round of negotiations on Monday. So hopefully we'll see some negotiations today. Hopefully something will come from it, but I really don't expect that to happen. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said that in the second half of Wednesday, closer to the evening, their delegation will be in place to await Ukrainian negotiators. Uh, But again, I think unless they can give Putin a face-saving way to get out of this, it's not going to end until he has complete control, or you know what he can call and label control of Ukraine. Uh, the fighting has led to more than eight hundred thousand people fleeing Ukraine to neighboring countries. Most of them are going to Poland, and uh, I expect by the time we record tomorrow morning that that number of refugees fleeing the country will be over a million. Just catastrophic numbers we're seeing. Um, we look at the Syria crisis in Syria. You know, it took decades for the number of refugees to reach what we've already seen there in Ukraine. Uh, Just some other updates. People in Kyiv have been given over 25,000 automatic rifles, 10 million bullets. I saw a former NASCAR driver here in America is going to donate a million bullets as well. Uh, So that's a lot of ammunition. We need to keep sending it in though. Uh, Volunteers in Ukraine have also been given RPGs to fight back. Citizens are using social media to encourage each other to defend their country and their cities. Many Ukrainians are also returning home to fight. I've seen lots of reports and in videos and images of ukrainian men returning back to ukraine from poland to fight people who got out before they barred men ages 18 to 60 from leaving the country they got out they're coming back to fight we're seeing thousands and thousands of doing this many of them with no military experience they, they i think a lot of the, the, the ukrainian people and the the world are, are really um they're really impressed and um and they're really emboldened by the, the the Ukrainian resistance there. And that's why these, you see these men returning. We also see civilians digging trenches and setting up checkpoints and barricades uh, around the major cities, which is really, really great. It's going to provide them cover for when they actually engage in firefights in that guerrilla urban warfare. It's going to make it so the military can advance quickly. It's going to make them sitting targets while they try to remove those checkpoints and barricades if they can even uh, move them. Uh, as I mentioned, Putin is spending fifteen billion dollars a day on the war. we're giving him one billion dollars a day. that could easily be that one billion could easily be eliminated if we would just stop buying oil and uh, natural gas and energy from the Russians. That looks to be the only other step that the that we can really take. there's a couple more banks we can sanction and remove from Swift. they can cut off the oil and the gas uh, exports from uh, Russia. Many That is really happening organically. A lot of companies are refusing to do business with them. Uh, Exxon, Shell, BP, some other energy companies in Europe are not doing business with them anymore, which is really, really great. Um, And and we're seeing those uh, energy sanctions happen organically. But we really want that to be um, required by law. We really need the countries to step up and say, no, 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 we're not going to do any business with Russia. And that's what's going to put maximum pressure on Russia and uh, get them to the negotiating table and, and... and, and hopefully end this war with as little bloodshed as possible. While sheltering from bombs in bathrooms in Kharkiv, Ukraine, an English teacher told Fox News that Russian forces have been exclusively uh, aiming at civilians in Kharkiv for days. They have been bombing since morning. Only districts where civilians people live, where there are no military forces. That's absolutely true. They are bombing civilians. We see it over and over again. Um, and that's why the civilians, are. many of them, I think, are ready to fight, because they see Putin, what Putin is capable of. They see what he's going to do and what he has done. And it's not coming to an end excuse me, anytime soon. So they need to stand up and fight. It's obvious that there is no safe place in Ukraine. If you're in Ukraine, I think all the women and children should have left, but if you're in Ukraine... Um, you have to understand that you are not safe. You need to stand up and fight. That really is the only option at this point. Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky spoke to Biden uh, yesterday for about 30 minutes. They, they discussed American leadership on anti-Russian sanctions and defense assistance to Ukraine. But really, America is not doing a lot at all. They're, you know, we're doing the bare minimum. We're only doing essentially what Europe does, and we're just following suit. Europe sanctioned SWIFT. We decided to do it at that point. Um, and that's pretty much how this is, has, you know, on every front, that's how this has progressed. Biden is, has been leading from behind, just doing whatever Europe decides they want to do. Luckily, Europe is stepping up for the most part, other than those energy sanctions. A senior U.S. defense official told Fox News that President Biden has completely ruled out, setting up a no-fly zone. The president has been clear that U.S. troops, U.S. forces will not be used inside Ukraine. This is a good move. We don't want a no-fly zone. We don't want direct conflict between Russia and the United States. We should have had already had troops in there, so this would have never happened. But uh, unfortunately, at this point, it doesn't make sense to to escalate this, um, only if uh, it gets really, really bad to the point where the the majority of Americans support action, which I think could happen, um, to the point where if they're slaughtering tens of thousands of civilians, I think we will get involved directly. But until uh, that essentially nuclear option um, and all-out World War Three. is... Is on the table because of the uh, despicable actions of Putin. It's that's not something that's going to happen, and then that, that is for, for the, the good of of the world. We need to be de-escalating, um, not escalating, of course, and uh, so so we're not going to get directly in that, which I think is the right move. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there has been no appreciable movement towards Kyiv, according to U.S. officials. That Russian convoy is not moving. There's been reports that they're running out of fuel. They're they're, they're running out of uh, food. There's even been reports that Russian soldiers are punching holes in their own fuel tanks to stop the vehicles from advancing. The, I mentioned on yesterday's show uh, that these Russian soldiers are really not invested in this. They don't want to be doing this. Their friends or family uh, are. Many of their friends and family are in Ukraine. Many Russians are born in Ukraine. Many Ukrainians are born in Russia. Uh, and not to mention, they weren't even. They were lied to when they were told that they had to do this. That they were. Go, that they were going. They were told they were going into on a training exercise. And then, of course, the next thing they know, they're invading another country that they actually like. And uh, the, many of their their comrades are dying uh, Kansas Republican Senator Rogers Marshall introduced legislation Tuesday to calls on the White House to ban all Russian oil imports to the. US. Like I said that's pretty much the only thing we haven't done yet and we one of the only things we haven't done yet and we really need to step up and do that the bill would specifically block the import of petroleum and petroleum products from Russia. Um, Quote, first and foremost, President Biden needs to restart Americans' energy production and quit funding Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine by continuing to purchase crude oil from Russia. Absolutely right. Except Biden would rather uh, fund uh, Putin's war than actually allow for energy production here in the U.S. because Because climate change is a bigger issue to the left than this war in Ukraine, Uh, and so they'll never, and and they, they, you know, they they can never allow for production here because that's going to destroy the planet, and and, and who cares about those Ukrainians? We can't allow for the entire planet to be destroyed and and produce our own energy, so we're just going to keep buying from uh, Russia, which is really unfortunate, and Biden needs to be called out on his uh, on his cowardice and and refusal to uh, ban those imports. Luckily, as I've been saying all week private companies are stepping up. They're the ones who are really leading this. Europe as well. Apple released a statement outlining the response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, including a pause on sales and exports to Russia. "Quote: We are deeply concerned about the Russian invasion of Ukraine and stand with all of the people who are suffering as a result of the violence. We are supporting humanitarian efforts, providing aid for the unfolding refugee crisis, and doing all we can to support our teams in the region, the company said on Tuesday. We have taken a number of actions in response to the invasion. We have paused all product sales in Russia. Last week, we stopped all exports into our sales channel in the country. Apple Pay and other services have been limited. RT News and Sputnik News are no longer available for download from the App Store outside of Russia. And we have disabled both traffic and live incidents in the Apple Maps in Ukraine as safety and precautionary measure for the Ukrainian citizens. So you can no longer access Apple Maps there in Ukraine, which is great. Uh, The Russian soldiers can't pull out their their iPhones and, and see what's going on on the maps. Ukrainians, I imagine, can't either, but at least they know their way around the country already. So that is really, really helpful. As well. Uh, two credit card giants are also blocking transactions from Russian financial institu- institutions in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Visa and MasterCard both announced on Tuesday they would halt the processing of all transactions from Russian institutions and their payment systems in compliance with U.S. sanctions on Russia. This is what I'm talking about. A lot of these sanctions are happening organically because companies like Shell, BP, Exxon, Visa, Mastercard are sanctioning the companies, even though they're not being required to, unfortunately, by the country and by by Europe. The quote: "The invasion of Russian military forces over the past week has been devastating for the people of Ukraine. Our thoughts continue to be with those impacted." Mastercard CEO Michael Maybach said in a statement announcing the move as a result of sanction orders. We have blocked multiple financial institutions for Mastercard's payment network. We will continue to work with the regulators in the days ahead to abide fully by our compliance obligations as they evolve um, they're also donating $2 million to the Red Cross Save the Children and the Company's Employees Assistance Fund for human- Humanitarian Relief. Visa also announced that it was complying with U.S. and international sanctions and was also contributing to humanitarian efforts. Quote, during the past few days, all of us at Visa have watched the tragic scenes in Ukraine with deep sadness and disbelief. Our hearts go out to the many people and families seeking safety, shelter, and peace following the invasion of Ukraine. Visa said in a statement, our number one priority is ensuring the safety and security of our colleagues who are directly impacted We also want to support together with our employees and Visa Foundation humanitarian efforts to help meet basic needs. Google, TikTok, YouTube, DirecTV, and Meta, formerly known as Facebook, have also restricted access to RT America, a Russian state-owned media outlet. I'm not going to give any of them credit. Google, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, they're all evil companies. They hate conservatives. They hate Americans and and a lot of American ideals. And they're not even removing – you know, they're not removing – uh, the ability of Russians to use their platforms—they're not banning uh, even Putin or high-ranking uh, Russian officials and oligarchs. They're still allowing them to use their their platforms. So I do not—I um, don't think those companies are doing nearly as much as they should. Warner Bros., Disney, and Sony Pictures are all halting the release of upcoming films in Russia. They would never do something like this in to, for China for, to China, for example, because that's where um, you know, they—that's where they make all their money. They don't make a ton of money from Russia, so it's not a big deal for them to cut these ties. Where with, with the oil companies, it actually is a really big deal I also thought it was awesome that the World Taekwondo Organization has stripped Russian President Vladimir Putin of his and who is a, an avid martial arts enthusiast of his black belt in response to the invasion of Ukraine you gotta love that so Putin is really being hit from all sides even though uh, Joe Biden in the U.S. is really not doing nearly as much as we could uh, but a lot of international organizations are stepping up, which is sad that, again, that we're leaving from behind on this fight. Uh, one of Russia's favorite sports has been banned from competing on the international stage. As of Tuesday, the International Skating Union announced that skaters from Russia and Belarus will not be invited or allowed to participate in international ice skating competitions. The quote, the ISU Council reiterates its solidarity with those affected by the conflict in Ukraine. Our thoughts are with the Ukrainian people in the country, the union uh, statement said. The ISU Council reaffirms its full. Solidarity with the ISU members of Ukraine, in Ukraine, the Ukrainian Speed Skating Federation, and the Ukrainian F- uh, Figure Skating Federation. So, you know, B- Putin. In the Russians, they really like skating. Uh, they really like, uh, soccer. They really like hockey being able, making it. So those, um, you, you know, they're making it. So those teams and, and, and players are banned from the NHL and the, the ice, uh, what was it? The, uh, the ISU and, and, uh, FIFA and things like that, you know, it's going to piss off the Russians, but it's particularly going to piss off Putin. He's very angry about these sanctions as he, which is good. And he, he should be. Um, and, uh, You know, we're really hitting him from all fronts, making it so not only they're going to suffer financially, but they're also going to um, not be popular at all on the world stage, not be able to engage on the world stage, something that Russians really actually care about. Uh, We also have seen a cryptocurrency uh, tracking firm that has said Ukraine received over 33, almost $34 million in digital currency, such as Bitcoin and Ether, as they continue to fight off the Russian invasion. Not sure if that's true. Not sure if that's actually helpful. Um, But, you know, anything that can hopefully help them is a big deal. It's also possible that Bitcoin, crypto, these crypto companies are just trying to boost um, their, their approval and their popularity by, by releasing this. I'm not sure what a bunch of fake money and cryptocurrency is going to do for the Ukrainians right now they need money. Actually, uh, they say they need guns, not money. Uh, I guess maybe they could purchase weapons, but that's just basically an indirect way of, uh, of getting them weapons. Just send them weapons instead. While the world, of course, is stepping up, thank God, Biden and liberals still refuse to follow suit. I don't understand why Biden won't stop the import of Russian energy. Canada has, Finland has, Sweden has. Um, you know, Germany has shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, even though they have not shut down the, fir- the, the first pipeline yet. Um, if you want to be on the side of Germany and continue China and continue to buy oil from Russia, go ahead and do that, I guess. But it's not going to look good. But again, I to say that, as I said, they don't want us to be energy independent, and. These are unserious people that are running our country now. These are idiots. These are dolts who are calling the shots. These people who are talking about trans issues and, and CRT and, and the Green New Deal instead of focusing on what the country actually cares about and, and really securing our safety and the world's safety. And the media you know, is the exact same. All these people on the left who have prescribed to all these ideologies, none of them are serious people that we should um, be you know, relying on, unfortunately they are in charge right now on Tuesday, while the people of Ukraine desperately tried to defend themselves from the brutal Russian invasion of their country, CBS news decided it was time to focus on the plight of transgenders in Ukraine. That's right. While bodies are piling up in the street, while a a first world nation is being sent back into the stone age, CBS news is very concerned about how transgender people are doing there in Ukraine. They tweeted, quote, transgender acceptance in Ukraine is not widespread, and changing legal documents to match gender requires a long process with psychiatric examinations, CBS News spoke with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't think anyone, including and especially transgender people, give a shit about their treatment there right now. No one in Ukraine is being treated well because the country is under attack. The Ukrainian people are actively po- trying to flee the country or or fight for their lives because of this situation. None of them are care care about what's in between their legs and all that nonsense. They only want to try to survive. This is completely ridiculous of CBS to be talking about right now. But again, these aren't serious people. that ha- They have no interest in actually solving real-world problems. Uh, they they want to focus on these things. They think these are the real issues. And the reason they're still focusing on this is because you know the left is in this fantasy candyland world uh, where they believe the major issues are race and uh, transgender issues um, but the, the, you know, this war proves that that is really not true and they're just falling back to their priors they believe that trans transgender issues is one of the top issues in the world and they can't you know they can't get away from that uh, that ideology that they're married to even in a time like this and it just shows um, how delusional and, and out of touch they are. Uh, with, uh, with with the reality and what's going on right now, uh, the Russian state-aligned media outlet RIA posted and deleted an article over the weekend that uh, hailed Vladimir Putin for victory over Ukraine as Russia helps usher in the supposed new world. So they actually had a they ran an article stating or claiming that Putin had already won days before this happened um, because I think Putin really thought he was going to accomplish this in in, in a very uh, in a very short uh, period of time. He thought he was going to get a quick and decisive victory, and that just didn't happen. And that's not going to happen and i really do think this is going to this war is going to wage on for a long time but i think that's further proof that putin really didn't know what he was signing up for when he did this also, I'm worried because there's been a lot of reports that Putin is extremely isolated. You see those pictures of him sitting at a table and all his commanders are way down, uh, you know, you know, dozens of feet away, nowhere near him. And uh, that seems to be just the way, the way he lives his life. He's a very isolated person. And I'm not sure that those commanders are going to give, give it to him straight. I'm not sure they're going to tell him what's actually happening on the ground um, out of fear of being killed by Putin. So, uh, I'm not sure that he actually even maybe knows what's going on on the ground, so he might think things are going a lot better than they actually are, which is why he's continuing. I don't know if that's the case. I I find it hard to believe for him to not actually know what's going on, but... If he's completely isolated and the only people talking to him won't give it to him straight, he might not even know what's going on. So this could get a lot worse for Russia, and he might not even know that it's happening. I also I saw a, uh, a team of elite Chechen commandos were sent into Ukraine to hunt down and assassinate uh, the president, Vladimir Zelensky. That whole uh, team was eliminated by the security forces there in Ukraine. Uh, They they sent in multiple death squads, Uh, the the Chechen death squad. They sent in a group, the Wagner group from South Africa to try to uh, uh, assassinate Zelensky. They've destroyed the Chechen unit and they've killed many of the members of that Wagner group. And of course, uh, Zelensky is still alive. So they really are struggling to accomplish any and all of their goals, they haven't had a single major victory, and the Ukrainians keep stacking their victories up, uh, one after the other. Um, so that's been really, really exciting to see. Uh, not, sh- I, I really am worried about them cut surrounding um, Kharkiv, surrounding uh, Kiev, and essentially uh, bloody, you know, bleeding them out. Uh, I don't, I don't think they have enough food and ammunition to to last a month. I really don't think they want to just circle them and, and cut them off. As we've seen, is uh, as a, as a very common and popular military, stra- uh, you know, tactic and strategy that had been implemented for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I don't think Putin wants that. I think he wants to take the city and do so quickly. I'm just not sure that's going to be an option. But you know, th- th- this, the longest this can last is probably a couple weeks uh, because I do think they will run out of food and water, and that's going to be the biggest issue. It's not the um, that they're not going to be willing to fight, but if they can't feed themselves, if they can't, if they don't have water, they're not going to be able to survive, and they will have to surrender. I'm not sure exactly how long that would take, but that's what I'm most worried about happening because I don't think Putin's actually going to be able to take the city. Uh, I do worry about them running out of supplies. If we, we So we need to keep supplying them. But if they ha- have a barricade around the city, I'm not sure how we're going to get those supplies in. So that's what I am most worried about. So uh, I also want to talk about Joe Biden's uh, State of the Union speech that he gave last night. I'm gonna, and of course, I'm gonna talk about his uh, references to Ukraine um, because he, you know, the whole speech was filled with lies, and uh, it it was also filled with a lack of solutions for problems. He he either said basically this is you know X we got X problem and we're gonna we're gonna do Y to solve it, but Y is not actually a solution. But for the most part, he just lied and said things were were great and um, that things were okay, and he didn't provide any solutions. And I think the American people are gonna know that he's lying. I think American people know that things are not going well, and I think American people are know that he didn't really lay anything out as far as solutions for the problems that we're facing. So I'm going to go through all that here. Uh, Democratic President Joe Biden tried to paint the situation in Ukraine as positive during his State of the Union speech on Tuesday night. It's obviously far from that, as I've just laid out here over the last half hour. Six days ago, Russians Vladimir Putin sought to shake the foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he was badly he badly miscalculated. Biden said he thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met a wall of strength he uh, he never imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. That's right. This is you know they are standing up, and the reason this is still going on and the fight is still going on is because of Ukraine, not because of Biden. Biden's remarks come as critics have blamed Biden's for Putin invasion, saying that the president's weakness directly contributed to the crisis. I really do think that. Putin has been planning this for years, but he saw his opening here because of how weak Joe Biden is. He sees how weak Joe Biden is when Joe Biden walks and talks. He can barely do either of those. So uh, he's not not convinced, of course, that Biden can run a country since he can barely even um, stay alive, really, to be honest. So I don't think he was too concerned. I also think when he saw how badly we treated our, our allies in Afghanistan, he, he knew. He was like, they're not going to do anything to help Ukraine. They they, they they just let 13 of their own soldiers die in Afghanistan. And uh, they, they just let Af- the Taliban take over the entire country. I and. Mean, Putin's like I'm a lot more powerful and strong than the Taliban, so I can definitely take Ukraine. Uh, and, and that is Biden's fault, and, and it's not just his weakness and his Afghanistan withdrawal, but a number of uh, you know, energy policies and things like that that have and a lack of military strength that have allowed for this to happen. A lot of times, you, you know, they've essentially Biden has essentially signaled to Putin, I'm not going to do anything if you invade, and that's why he invaded. Putin's latest attack, quote, Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated, unprovoked. Biden said he rejected repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond and he thought he could divide us at home. Well, you've kind of responded. You only responded because Europe did. You have put in financial uh, economic sanctions, but that's really the only way you've responded. I I guess we've sent in some supplies, though we don't know how those are getting in, if they are. Um, He said Putin was wrong. We were ready. Here is what we did. Of course, we were not ready. Uh, We prepared extensively and carefully. That's a lie. We spent months building a coalition of other freedom-loving nations. Okay, so what have you done? So if if you've done all these things and you responded so strongly, why is this invasion still going on? It's because, of course, they haven't really uh, responded very strongly. Josh Grogan, a national security expert for the Washington Post, noted that Biden did not talk about his foreign policy when it came to North Korea, Afghanistan, Syria, China, and Iran. So obviously some really important countries and some really important issues that he did not even mention. Biden later acknowledged the current reality on the ground, saying Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he will never get to the hearts and the soul of the Iranian people. Uh, well, of course he's not going to get to the hearts and souls of the Iranian people because he has not invaded Iran. Um, it, you know, it's it's really unfortunate that uh, the President of the United States c- continues to to misspeak and, and, and struggles to relay any type of messaging or actually form full coherent sentences. It, it, it really is It really is unfortunate and concerning. He will never extinguish their love of freedom. He continued, he will never weaken the resolve of the free world. Okay, well... I'm not sure um, that that's true. Uh, I think Putin, if he wins, it absolutely could hurt the the resolve of the free world. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, Again, we should be doing absolutely everything we can to stop them, and we're just not doing that at this point. We're doing a lot, but not enough. And when you're in this situation, you need to be doing everything you can short of starting a third world war. Vice President Kamala Harris has been seen mouthing some words after President Biden mixed up the Ukrainians and Iranians. It's not certain, uh, I already mentioned it, but you could see Harris making a face um, in she was wording Ukrainian, trying to correct Biden's gaffe. Um, Even Kamala Harris is better at this than Biden is. But that's, of course, only because he's a 1,000 years old. If you took him at their primes, both of them, she's obviously worse. Um, But, of course, like I said, it's not a good thing that the president can barely speak. It's not a good thing um, that he could uh, barely—it's not a good thing that we elected him president when he could barely form sentences then, before he was elected, before he was dealing with all this stress. And now, um, of course, he has deteriorated even further and is struggling even more. And it's not, and everyone knows it. Everyone sees him and knows what's going on. Joe uh, Joe Rogan knows it. Ben Shapiro knows it. I know it. Kamala Harris knows it. Even The Daily Show knows it. They appeared to backtrack on a tweet mocking President Biden during his State of the Union address. Biden's speech lasted roughly an hour and two minutes. But before he concluded his speech, the satire news show, uh, their Twitter account, seemed to indicate he was losing steam. They shared an image of a drained iPhone battery. So when the iPhone battery is empty and there's a red streak at the, at the bottom uh, where it's barely full, that's the image they posted. They deleted it uh, because they don't want to, you know, because apparently you can't, you know, if you're a news, I should say if you're a comedy organization, you can't make jokes. Uh, when it's a liberal president, now, if it was Donald Trump, they would have, you know, they would have done, you know, they would have thrown everything in the book at him, but no, you can't make jokes about Joe Biden. Uh, it, the, 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 horrifying thing is all you can do is make the, the jokes because if you're not joking about it, it's it really is just sad. Um, so apparently they just, they want to be sad over there. Um, but everyone noticed, knows that this is happening. No one knows Joe Biden's not in control and barely has it together. There was a video of him walking across the White House lawn the other day. Yesterday, I think it was. And the dude can barely even walk. It's, it's, it's not a good situation. And again, that's why Putin uh, sees weakness. But Biden also said, uh, Biden said, as I mentioned, we prepared extensively for the Russian invasion on Ukraine. That was not true. Uh, we were completely and unequivocally unprepared. We reacted to what happened. Um, if we had been prepared, this would have not happened to begin with. And we just did what the rest of the world did. Essentially, we followed the Europeans and did what they did. If the Europeans had said, we're not going to get involved at all, we're not going to sanction at all, Biden wouldn't have sanctioned at all. Um, So we were not prepared. He's he's a reactionary president, um, and I think we obviously – could have uh, deterred Russia's invasion rather than encouraging Putin's invasion if Biden had just been a you know essentially implemented conservative policies. This is why you can't elect a Democrat to office because when shit actually hits the fan, they don't know how to do they don't know how to do this. They're not prepared. They they don't have the right mentality and policies to be prepared for an you know a situation like this. Um, so Joe Biden really said a whole lot of nothing when he did actually say something. You know a lot of it was just platitudes and and uh, trying to dress up certain situations like, oh, the Ukrainian people are strong. You'll never kill their, 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 uh, you know, their, uh, their strength and their, their love for freedom. Okay. Well, that doesn't actually do anything That's those are just words. You're just speaking at us. Um, when he did actually say something, when he did actually try to say something and convey a message, it was a lie. Um, I just mentioned the one there where he said we were prepared. We obviously weren't. He also didn't propose any, uh, way to fix anything. Um, and his speech truly was marked and, uh, emphasized that, you know his own hypocrisy, where he's saying we're doing X, Y, and Z, and it's obvious uh, based on what's happening currently and what he's doing uh, currently that his words are completely hollow and empty. A smiling Biden walked into the House chamber, shaking hands with dozens of maskless lawmakers amid the traditional, awkwardly long applause that lasted his entire walk to the podium. The chamber was not as packed as it has been before the or, you know had been before the pandemic. There were approximately six hundred to seven hundred people in attendance, in contrast to sixteen hundred. So he you know th- there were no masks at all. They're trying to. Act Act as if the, uh, you know they've defeated COVID, um, but if they've defeated COVID truly, then I don't understand why the, the place wasn't full. They uh, should have you know you should have had everyone in there, not just you know a third of the normal people. That doesn't send a, a strong message. Of course, like I said, there were no masks, and that's after years of the less forcing us to wear masks to muzzle our children, and that's after years of them slandering and labeling conservatives. And even those with common sense who aren't conservatives as murderers for not wearing masks. Literally say, you're killing my grandma if you don't wear a mask. Oh, You have to wear a shirt and shoes to get in and go into a restaurant. You know, just wear your mask. Um, Well, just so you know, uh, shoes and and face masks are are very different things. A lot of liberals apparently don't know that. Um, But suddenly they finally decided to stop violating our freedoms and stop forcing you to make um, the meaningless, uncomfortable, symbolic gesture that is wearing a face mask. A face mask. Um, the, you know, you know, he said lines like stop using COVID to divide us. Stop using COVID as a dividing line. Our kids should be in school, things like that. These lines are absolutely infuriating. It's just going to piss off parents and, and conservatives and independents and moderates. He didn't do anything to convince suburban moms. He didn't do anything to convince moderates and, and independents or, or, or the parent, you know, even left-wing parents who are upset with how the children have been treated and how the schools have been behaving. He didn't do anything to persuade them to vote for him, which it's an election year already, he really needed to do that. Um, so as a reminder, it it was the left who kept kids out of schools for years, 90%, 95% of all public school teachers are liberals. Um, the teachers unions are running the show and they're all control. They're all liberals as well. And it's the teacher unions that, that because of, um, because they didn't want to work because the lazy teachers across this country didn't want to work. They, they closed schools for, for years. Um, which is really, uh, you know, really unfortunate. It was the left that also made COVID partisan by trying to force people to get medical procedures against their will. That's right. You have to inject this experimental substance into your veins or you're a murderer. Or I'm going to try to destroy your life, which is, you know, they, they've done that. They try to get people fired for, you know, refusing to get vaccinated or refusing to wear face masks. Trying to ruin people's lives who disagree with them. Not to mention they've been forcing kids and adults alike to muzzle themselves for literally no reason. The masks do not work. They never worked. Fauci said that they did not work. And then he backtracked and flipped and said, Oh, everyone should be wearing a mask. Maybe you should be wearing two masks. He even had an email leak where he admitted that face masks don't work. Not to mention kids, uh, you know, kids are still wearing face masks across the country. Kids were never at risk of COVID. They never spread COVID. They were never dying from COVID. It was the teachers that were too afraid to work or too lazy to work. And um, And a lot of these liberals don't care about kids. They don't have kids. Many of them work from home. So the face mask thing never really affected them. And uh, so they, they muzzled these kids and and kids were, had have had to wear face masks more than almost anyone other than um, probably you know really doctors and nurses and it, it it really is despicable because they they never have done anything so it's it's not it's not conservatives that have made this a partisan issue conservatives have said let us live our lives leave us alone we don't want to fight about this um, but if you're going to try to violate our rights we are going to fight about it and so it's really the left that has been pushing this and everyone knows that and and uh, and we can see um, in the polls that everyone knows this we know that everyone's going to know that Biden was lying about that last night um, but they. Don't don't care. They don't care about your kids. They don't care about you. They only care about themselves and their lives and their power. And uh, that's why they've started to finally change on this. Is because they have seen the polls, and the polls show that this is really unpopular. They're, the memo went out. Every, all the Democrats are like, "Holy crap! We need to get our uh, our stuff together here, or we're going to get killed." They're going to get killed either way because people aren't going to forget. It's too late. Uh, I think the COVID. We've had our. This is our first COVID war with uh, Putin being so isolated and freaked out about COVID that he decided to to make this horrible decision. Uh, strategically and morally. And uh, we're we're gonna see our first real COVID election in November. We're, we've already seen you know Virginia and New Jersey that didn't go well at all for uh, Democrats. But we're gonna see a, a major election with the midterms in November, and, and they're gonna get wiped out. And it's too late for them to really do anything about that. It's too late for them to say okay we're we're done, masks are gone. Uh, when cities and some school districts are still allowing them or c- requiring them a, but also b when we've been put up we put through this for years. They and they know who they know the Americans know who was responsible for it, and that's why you're seeing them get crushed in the polls. That's why. Biden has a 37% approval rating in a poll that is obviously biased towards him. I would be, I bet it's a, roughly about 30% of Americans actually want him to be president for another four years after his the, the remaining three years he has. Uh, I just want to go through some of his other lies. He said that we will never just accept living with COVID. That was a lie. Most Americans have not been living, uh, have been living free uh since the vaccines have come out, many people have been living free, you know, before that I haven't worn a face mask other than in a doctor's office in probably a year and a half. And that's the way it is for for, for most Americans. So it's only democratic fear mongering and panic porn that has prevented more Americans from doing the same and not wearing face masks, not letting um, you know, their lives be affected by COVID. Um, It it hasn't been COVID itself. It's been liberal policies. It was the policies in response to COVID that hurt kids that resulted in, 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 in the highest level of child suicide that we've ever seen. Seen um, that resulted in a, a massive in, uh, uptick in overdoses. It's there have been adult suicides, violence in the streets, um, violence on our planes. A, a um, you know, countless businesses destroyed. Uh, just a, a sense of prolonged. Um, insidious sadness and despair that has really just gripped our country. You can just see it in the mood of the country. And I, I said this was going to happen back in April of 2020. I said that these policies were going to do every single thing I said was true, and everything has come to fruition that I said was going to. Uh, and we're talking. When I'm talking about businesses and, and these suicides and the overdoses. And they, they, they knew it was going to happen, and they didn't care. They did it anyways because, they, um, because they're horrible leaders, and they didn't know what they were doing. And we should never trust them. We should never trust them again. And, again, it was all these leftist policies that caused all of these issues. Americans know it, and uh, it's going to come back to bite the left. Even, uh, even Saturday Night Live is coming out and, and saying as much. A recent SNL skit has everyone talking as it discusses the, these topics that we've been going through and actually outright asked quote did we did any of us ever need the mask of course you did not the mask didn't actually do anything those cloth masks you can literally you know blow particles through them i always tell people oh yeah you think the mask works works let me bend over and fart in your face and see if you smell my fart because if you cuz those those fart particles are certainly uh, larger than the covid particles so if you can smell my fart then you are then you're going to be breathing in uh, potentially you know covid potentially and, and so they never worked um and everyone knows it. Biden also exposed some of the significant fault lines in the U.S. politics around domestic and economic policy. Um, it was clear that he touted—it um, was clear when he touted Democrats' coronavirus stimulus bill from last year. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut pass in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan, Biden said before being interrupted by boos from the Republicans in the audience. Well, there were also Democrats who didn't buy this— uh, As Biden paused and the Republicans booed, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer actually stood up enthusiastically out of his seat to lead a standing ovation. And he was the only one who stood up. He was the only one clapping. Uh, Really, really awkward moment there. Um, The president then regrouped and finished his sentence. Quote, the American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. That's obviously not true. And it worked. Obviously not true. So, Chuck Schumer is an idiot. Uh, That was apparent, and and that was a really hilarious, awkward moment. Nancy Pelosi also had some moment where she awkwardly stood up before everyone and, like, in her, like, um, golem crouch, half crouch stand up, and, like, weirdly rubbed her. She had her clothes you know, closed fists, and rubbed her closed fists together instead of clapping, and she was the only one standing up and clapping. It was really, really weird, and it was in response to a comment about American burn pits, uh, or I should say Iraqi burn pits over in Iraq. Um, a lot of these soldiers, they just had to throw, they just threw stuff into burn pits for trash, and a lot of people have gotten cancer and things like that over it, and they even had a, a, a they even had a, um, like a guest who was there solely to talk about those burn pits and bring attention to those burn pits. That's an important issue. And you know, I feel bad for the people who, the soldiers, cause that should have never been the way we handled things there. But Americans really don't care about that, especially right now. Not to mention, the American rescue plan plan did not work. It caused inflation. It caused the, the gas prices to go up when you have too much money chasing too few goods and and a, and a lack of production. That is inflation. That's actually stagflation. We don't have people working. We don't have Americans are not producing anything. We have these huge trade deficits um, with countries we cannot trust. And um, you, like I said, you have too much money and chasing too few goods. You that results in inflation, and that's exactly what we've seen. That's exactly why prices are up. And, and wage gains have been completely eliminated because of the inflation. And, um, so that, so that, that was a lie cause inflation. Also the claim that the Trump tax cuts only went to the rich. That is another lie. Uh, since Trump and the GOP, uh, tax cuts, um, the left has consistently and constantly pushed the lie that those tax cuts only benefited the top 1% of the wage earners. That is a bold faced lie. 80% of Americans saw a reduction in their taxes due to those tax cuts. There were payroll tax cuts and there were tax cuts across the board. In fact, it was the rich who did not actually receive the tax cuts. So that's, you know, not only are they lying that most Americans didn't receive tax cuts, they did. They're lying and saying that rich people were tax cuts and they really uh, did not. Um, 80% of Americans saw, like I said, a reduction in their taxes and uh, it was because of Trump and the GOP, and they don't want, you know, that's a just that's just a fact. They don't want people to realize that because people like more money in their bank accounts, and that's something that would give the the Republicans a boost. Biden also told Americans last night that the American Rescue Plan, uh, his massive boondoggle stimulus plan, created jobs, many jobs, lots of jobs, as he said. Um, he said it created 6.5 million jobs. That is another lie. There is no evidence that Biden's spending plan produced a single job. Nonpartisan projections for job growth in the year of 2020. Not including that American Rescue Plan, showed higher job growth than what Biden actually produced. So Biden produced less jobs, um, despite his boondoggles plan that resulted in inflation. than we were projected to create all the jobs that came back were jobs that came back because they were you know artificially eliminated due to COVID. And in fact, we haven't even gotten back to pre-COVID uh, unemployment levels. So there are still jobs that were eliminated, many jobs, uh, th- hundreds of thousands of jobs that were eliminated because of COVID, and, and not because of COVID, but the policies related to COVID that has still not returned. So that's That's another lie. That plan did not work. Biden also said that his plan to fight inflation will lower your costs and lower the deficit. He said he would lower inflation by pouring more cash into the economy on top of the trillions that he has already spent. As I mentioned, that doesn't work. Uh, we have $30 trillion in debt right now, $30 trillion with a T. Um, so this is an insane lie. You know, Build Back Better, according to the Congressional Budget Office, an office being run by the left, uh, and it is typically a nonpartisan office, it said that the increase this plan would increase the federal uh, budget deficit by $3 trillion over the next 10 years. Um, And that's, you know, likely an underestimate. The government always ends up spending more money than they say they're going to and pouring gasoline, that is the government spending onto a, you know, and really just, that's not just spending, it's printing of money that we don't actually have. Pouring that onto the raging fire of inflation is the perfect way to increase costs, make inflation increase, and uh, make our deficits increase. Only a fool and a moron would propose such a thing. I think Biden is both. Um, But maybe that's, um, maybe that's why Joe Biden is saying that until uh, the last five minutes that inflation would be, that it'd be temporary, that it was transitory, because he either is economic illiterate or he actually thinks that the economy is going to be improved by this plan of course it will not be we have to hope that it doesn't um, it doesn't get passed he also mentioned corporations and the wealthy americans aren't paying their fair share another leftist lie that it's constantly trotted out it's so tired and so boring um the, the highest income Americans pay nearly all of the net income taxes after government benefits in the U.S. Um, so if half of Americans don't even pay federal income tax. So that the, the poorest 50% of the country don't pay income tax uh, at all. For the, for the federal level. So obviously, rich people are paying most of it, considering half the country doesn't pay any. And if you look at it, the top 1% of the earners pay for 90% of all taxes, not to mention uh, because they don't really, they actually don't receive, most rich people don't actually receive anything from the taxes because they don't qualify for any of the, the government handouts that make up two thirds of our spending. Um, so they're spending all the mo- they're spending all of their money on taxes and they don't actually get anything in return. Uh, Joe Biden said that inflation could be uh, blamed on exploitation by corporations. That's also a lie. Inflation is a monetary phenomenon. It's based on overspending. It's based on the loose monetary policy and, 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 uh, low interest rates by the fed. Corporations did not get more greedy in the last year. They didn't just get more greedy because Joe Biden became president. So that's of course, another lie. He also said uh, that the right of vote, the right to vote, is under assault. That's a lie. Uh, widespread voter suppression is not an issue in the United States. In fact, more people voted last in the last election than ever before. Uh, have, so obviously, it's not harder to vote, or hard at all to vote. In fact, they made, they've made it too easy to vote, and that's why we've seen a lot of corruption and. and, and uh, and voter fraud. So um, again, that is another lie. He, Joe Biden simply wants to rig the voting system and the voting rules the way he prefers to try to make it um, more beneficial to Democrats. And Democrats always, for example, Democrats always say they hate uh, gerrymandering. When you ask them what they want to do to solve it, they say they want to gerrymander in the way they like. So they don't actually hate gerrymandering. They don't hate, um, you know, you know, voter fraud. They just, they want to make sure that it's benefiting them. I also don't understand this logic. If, 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 if voting rights are under assault and people can't actually vote and the whole voting system is corrupted, then that means Joe Biden is not a legitimate president because he was elected through the system that he is saying is illegal and corrupt and illegitimate. So that doesn't make any sense. If that's the case, then by we should remove Biden from office because apparently you know, the system is corrupt and he was able to steal the election because of it. According, that's according to him. Uh, I also want to point out that um, being required to vote in person, or and being required to vote with an ID, that's not the same thing as slavery. That's not the same thing as Jim Crow. That's not even voter suppression. You have to show an ID to buy a six-pack of Bud Light. You just have to show an ID to vote. If you really care that much about voting, you'll get your ass to the polling station. If you really care that much about voting, you have four years to get a to get an ID. You don't even have to get a driver's license. You just need a government ID. Um, also. It's not it's not Jim Crow or slavery to say you can't serve people breakfast while waiting in line at the polling station. I mean, how long the ma- maximum time people typically spend in line for voting is a few hours, and you can't go a few hours without eating. I mean, how damn hungry are you, fatty? Put down the the Krispy Kreme donut and go vote if it's something you really care about. Uh, another uh, big moment from the speech last night was when Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Republican of Colorado caused uh, probably the most controversy of the state of the union. And it was not because she was wearing an outfit that said drill, baby drill, which of course she was, we do need to drill. We do need to uh, become energy independent, but that's not why she was getting a lot of attention. Biden was speaking on, uh, speaking of helping soldiers who come home sick from Iraq and Afghanistan because of the toxic burn pits that I mentioned. Uh, he said that cancers, uh, you, you know, the, the, those burn pits and those cancers that come from them put uh, put these soldiers in flag-draped coffins. Robert yelled at Biden from the audience, you put them in 13 of them in reference to the 13 flag-draped coffins that came home from Afghanistan after the deadly and uh, chaotic U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan. He did kill those 13 soldiers. Who knows how many innocent people died in that process as well, innocent Af- Afghani civilians. Um, but, of course, I care more about the soldiers, but you know, he, 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 their policies has, has killed, you know, he, he's killed thousands. His policies have resulted in the death of thousands of people, whether it's Afghanistan here at home over in Ukraine. There's no doubt about it. A lot of people are freaking out. Oh my God, how dare she yell during such a, you know, such a big moment. You know, there, there's decorum that needs to be followed. The state of the union is a joke. Uh, the president, it works for us. We shouldn't be treating him like a king or a monarch and, and, and doing this big pop and circumstance event for the president. He should just be delivering, uh, a speech, you know, a, you know, literally a, uh, um, a paper that is written, just hand it to the, the, the house of the, the speaker of the house and just say, that's this, that there's the state of the union. It's in there. You everyone can, we'll post it online. Everyone can read it. So I don't care that she yelled out during this, um, especially when Biden is lying and, and, and and using soldiers that he's, you know, and then you really, and, and, you know, he's using soldiers, even though he's allowed for for soldiers to die. So for multiple reasons, I don't, it doesn't bother me that she yelled that out. Also, uh, you know, I saw. I thought I saw this. I thought it was interesting. The Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro tore into Biden uh, Tuesday evening for the president's remarks backing gender ideology during the State of the Union. Yep, he talked about gender ideology again. Something Americans don't care about. They're not on board with, and that's what he's pushing anyway. Biden called for lawmakers to get the radically progressive Equality Act to his desk, criticizing the onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families as wrong. That's just not a thing. There, you know, there, there's not laws targeting transgender Americans. Uh, quote: As I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I will always have your back as your president, so you can be, so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Shapiro insisted that this was um, wrong, but also, but actually, aggressively wrong. Quote: America deserves a president who sides with parents rather than the corrupt teachers' unions that shut down schools and mass toddlers and indoctrinate kids into perverse lies of gender theory and the overt bigotry of critical race theory. At least Joe Biden has brought transgenderism and diversity, equity, and inclusion to the Defense Department, he added. Don't you feel safer already? So again, we have real issues that we're dealing with, um, and I think people are starting to realize that, so hopefully the transgender nonsense stops. I don't think it will. It's clearly, but Biden is not gonna stop it. Um, but again, it's not you know talking about that type of stuff is not making our country any safer. And no, parents, I should say teachers, uh, should not allow and facilitate kids to be uh, to, to engage in genital mutilation chopping off their boobs and, and their uh, uh, mutilating their genitals um, they should not be allowed to do that they should not be allowed to put on be put on hormone blockers and be chemically castrated these are irreversible procedures and these young people have no idea what they're signing up for when they get when they get involved with them so uh, absolutely we you know Joe Biden is a joke on that front as well he also renewed his call for banning assault weapons whatever that is in high-capacity magazines in the state of the Union address. Quote, I asked Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence, Biden said during his first yeah, 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 pass universal background checks. Why should anyone... On a terrorist list to be able to purchase a weapon, ban assault weapons in high-capacity high magazines. You think that deer are wearing a Kevlar vest? Uh, he said. Biden also called to repeal the Liability Shield that makes gun manufacturers the only industry in America that can't be sued. These laws don't infringe on the Second Amendment. They save lives. No. Okay. First off, no one thinks that deer are wearing a Kevlar vest, um, and no one is hunting deer with a you know with with the type of weapon he's referring to. Um, you know, it's a general rifle is what you use to, to hunt deer. It doesn't have to be anything heavy duty. And that's not why people have assault weapons. People have assault weapons, whatever assault weapons are because of exactly what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, so we see what's happening in Ukraine. We know more than ever that we need our the second amendment and our guns and Biden is, ignoring what's happening in Ukraine and trying to take our guns away um, because he wouldn't mind being able to control uh, the American people the way the Ru- Russia you know Putin controls the Russian people uh, so th- also no one okay so no one on a terrorist list can purchase a, a weapon that's a lie um, we are all, you are all, you all, there are already universal background checks in order to buy a gun from a registered gun dealer in this United States of America you have to engage in a background check I own a gun guess what they, they did a background check on me when, when they sold it to me um, again uh, like I said no one on, no one on a terrorist list can buy a gun um, uh, also we do we, you know the, he said these uh you know these liability laws you know they don't save they don't save lives they don't inf- they, but they do infringe on the Second Amendment they're literally trying to bankrupt bankrupt um, bankrupt uh, gun dealers and gun sales uh, salesmen uh, via this law basically if you know they're saying if someone takes a gun and they they, they shoot uh Shoot up a store, then you can sue the gun manufacturer, which is absolutely absolutely ridiculous. It would bankrupt those companies, which is what they want to do. It, it so it would infringe upon the Second Amendment because you wouldn't be able to get guns anymore because the companies wouldn't exist. Also, we don't need to. We need tort reform. We need to make it harder to sue people in this country. We don't need it to be easier to sue people in this country. Um, also, he he doesn't even know what assault weapons are. When he says assault weapons, he means a semi-automatic rifle. All that means is, all semi-automatic rifle means is that when you pull the trigger once, one bullet comes out. So he has no idea what he's talking about. He has no plans to actually curb gun violence. In fact, the vast, vast majority of violent crimes committed in this country with guns occur absent of an assault rifle. Banning assault rifles would not in any way, shape, or form significantly reduce violent crimes because they're rarely used in violent crimes. Assault rifles are clearly a signal for the political reasons based on the way they look and based on their connection to mass shootings. In 2017, the last year of FBI data that is available, there were 7,105 Americans murdered by handguns and 374 by all rifles, not just AR-15s, not just assault rifles, all rifles. So um, 374 out of 7,100, that's obviously not a significant number. And and I would say maybe even, you could guess half of those or maybe three-fourths of those are actually assault rifles. So you're maybe looking at maybe 300 people are killed by assault rifles every year there were 16 over 1600 knife homicides during that same span and 656 people were killed by fists and kicking. So you're more, you're twice as likely to be killed by someone's fist than an assault rifle. So if Biden actually wanted to stop gun violence, he would not be calling for banning of assault rifles because they have nothing to do with gun violence. Um, also, most gun violence are suicides, but and a lot of it is and the remainder of it is gang violence, which of course it's black people killing black people. And Biden doesn't want to address that at all either. Um, so he has no interest in actually, he wants to ban guns. He has no interest in saving lives. He also can't unite the country, but he can't even unite his own party. Almost every single Democrat who called for defunding the police cheered to calls of funding the police. So now they're sending mixed messages on mass. They're sending mixed messages on, on, on guns, or I should say, on. Um on defund the police because they all wanted to defund the police and almost all of them stood up and cheered and said we actually want to fund the police this is another thing they're switched flipping on the masks because they're getting killed in the polls they're flipping on defund the police because they got crushed at the polls in this issue uh, but there are still three members of the far left squad who sat in their seats when president biden promised to fund the police um, there was a couple members of the squad uh, let's see AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Cory Bush all uh, sat there. Um, Biden said, Proven strategies like community violence, interruption, trusted messengers, working the cycle of violence um, and trauma and giving young people hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. The answer is to fund the police. Okay, so then why have you and why have the left called for defunding the police uh, for the last several years? Well, the reason they're tw- switching on this, or many of them are switching, is because, again, they don't want to lose their seats. AOC, Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush... Some others did not uh, stand up for the line, um, they did not cheer, and actually one of them shouted something, Cori Bush shouted something at one point, pointing to her shirt. On, on Twitter, she commented on the shirt, which read "18." the number 18,000, she said, quote, my state of the union fit, 18,000, that's how many people whose clemency petitions are sitting in backlog waiting for POTUS review. Well, you know, I'm sure many of those people do not actually deserve clemency, some of them do, and those should be addressed. Um... But again, you know, these are people who do not care about, um, they don't want, they don't want people to be in prison at all. So I don't even trust that, you know, these, these numbers, these clemency numbers, and I don't trust them. I'm not going to support them. They want to defund the police and we're not going to get behind that. We're not going to eliminate the prisons and re- release criminals. And so they're going to be on the wrong side of that issue. And it's going to, continue to hurt them at the polls. AOC blasted Biden, say the union for leaving out key issues on, uh, for her, her voting base. She says it's his, but it's really hers. Didn't address the crisis in education, uh, didn't address student loan debt and immigration. Well, that's because they're wrong on all those issues. Education, the parents are pissed and the schools are not teaching kids uh, what they should be and said they're indoctrinating them. Uh, people don't want to pay for your student loan debt AOC, even though you make, what, almost $200,000 a year and drive a Tesla. And immigration is killing the Democrats at the polls, too. The The, the, the gates, floodgates are open. Everyone's coming in. In fact, they're moving them across the country uh, to, to, to different places to, to, to basically, uh, they're, they're letting them in the country and then they're transporting them all across the country and letting them just basically take over our country and our cities. Um, so yeah, so they're getting killed on every issue. Uh, it was a completely unserious speech and, uh, Joe Biden did nothing to, uh, calm Americans anxiety. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if his poll numbers actually drop after this. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening to the show. Go over to Apple podcast, Spotify, subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode, share every episode of the John profit show on your social media page. We appreciate your support. Have a great day, America, and I'll be here with you tomorrow.